are now tuned in Two from Houston with love Where we give you a balanced perspective Of arts, culture, and what's going on locally In the city of Houston Follow us on Instagram or Twitter At From Hue with Love Brought to you by R.I.K. Rappers I Know At IllMatterMedia.com Greetings ladies and gentlemen Space cadets and Whatever else we normally say I never get to say it, so I don't, I don't really recall. But welcome back to another captivating episode of From Houston with Love. Yes. Episode four of season three. If you're keeping a cumulative total, this is episode number 28. 28. Not a significant number at all, but we are rocking with it today. Um, the fact that you heard my voice first means that we are absent one member of the crew, uh, our illustrious Captain Kashmir Don, is not with us today. Nope. He's out there in them streets making that shmoney. Checking that stable. Somewhere. Like he literally said, hey, I got to go make a money grab. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to get that paper. You got to get that paper. Yep. So, we, you know, it's just, uh, it's just the two of us holding it down this week like we always do. Yep. The sides are now balanced. There's no clear advantage in this, north side and south side. I am D. Randall. Uh, I don't have a clever name for myself because I didn't think of one ahead of time. Dang. But we're in the house today, and we are chilling with... D. Ray, a.k.a. the seventh member of New Edition, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Make a Beg for the Third Leg, a.k.a. Incognito Hero, a.k.a. the Chosen Side Piece. Wow. Okay. <laughs> As always, you come with it, man. Yeah, man. You know, got to stay hot in these streets, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, everyone may have noticed that last week we had a repeat episode. Uh, that's because uh, I was not available. Mm. Last week I was out in the Pacific Northwest once again, as I do a couple times a year, um, holding the Rappers I Know 2018 Spring Music Conference, as as it as it were. I like to go to one of them at least one of these years. I don't know why, because I don't really do music anymore. <laughs> but just to be a hanger on, a looker on, is to see what the things go on, you know. Here's a spoiler alert. There's not a lot of music going on during the music conference. Oh, wow. There's a lot of eating. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of getting up with people. There's usually a lot of Nike. We didn't do it this time. Mm. You know, we had to, got to, got to space it out a little bit, man. We were just there not too long ago. But we we did do some some planning for this upcoming year. You know, we got some things coming down the pipeline. Pause. Read these <laughs> Nikes. We need to do a read these Nikes 2018 version. Uh oh. Yeah, that'd be nice. Crazy part is, man, if you do a 2018 version, Nike's probably liable to sue you for some kind of reason. Like, uh, don't don't mention our name. Don't mention our product or anything. Or violence, yeah. Unless y'all, you know, specifically cutting a check. Mm. You know, but it, it, it's it's actually something that that's a jamming like. song, man. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was at the time. It was very much in the vein of of uh, what I was listening to at the time. Yeah, violent yeah. southern music. You know, and just like kicked old burglars. You know, sneakerheads nowadays, man. They're like, I don't really know if I'm down for that because I don't want to crease the toe, right? You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to resell these. Shout on. out to Willie D on top of that. Man. Yeah, shout out to Willie D. The the most. Benevolent. This is a Willie D reality check. <laughs> you know, oh, 
shit? Sneakerheads are, sneakerheads are soft nowadays, man. Man, super soft. Remember, you could even touch a man's shoe you know. uh, back in the 80s without getting beat up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> super skate. Cats would die every week. You know, now you step on somebody's shoes, and you're like, bro, bro. Yeah. Bro, come on, man. Do you fake wipe it off? Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. And you'll be standing there for an hour just Those will lose their life over a shoe. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, reference the movie Do the right thing <laughs> Shit, The whole neighborhood yeah. Got out of line Because well, No that wasn't really a shoe It was because The nigga got choked out But it all started Because somebody Stepped on somebody's shoe It was kind of crazy Because they actually Released a version Of that shoe Not too long uh, A few years back The the Jordan 4 With the stain With the scuff on it That shit was live I was like I wanted it Like Capitalism is a bitch <laughs> Like Bug out will be proud <laughs> I wonder if they gave him A pair of them though Uh I don't know. I would think you will have to. You have to pay homage so. to the man who made that eye. Yeah. yeah. Why ain't no black people on the wall, Sam? <laughs> oh man. What uh what's been going down with you? Oh man, same old shit as usual. Nothing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh just trying to stay out of trouble because uh it's about to pop off. Uh, you know, it's summertime, you know. What's about to pop off? Or just anything. I'm scared to even be around a bunch of black people. I'm like I feel like something's gonna happen. Somebody <laughs> gonna take somebody out. I mean, you. I mean, you got white kids just going around. Hey, guess what? I see people shooting at schools. I'm gonna do the same shit. Mm. And I don't want anybody to want to get any ideas. Like, mm, let's go to where the brothers are. And you know, because Jasper, Texas, ain't too far from here. Yeah, um, I, I will. You know, I'm just gonna knock on wood and say, fortunately, that has not happened. Like, right. um, you know. The, the one guy went into the church that one time on some coward shit. But I and black people should have knew something was funny when that happened. Like, you see this little young white boy in, there, in your church, and y'all don't check him out. Like, somebody don't say, hey, man, just keep an eye on that but, little nigga. I mean, you know. And how, they pray for him. You know how it is with church folks, though, man. They're, yeah. they're very forgiving. But, I mean, he didn't go down the middle. He didn't go down the middle of like Scott and Reed doing that. Cause he would have got lit up all day. He didn't go up into North Forest doing that. Nah, he, he knew. got lit. Up knew where to go immediately. Like there's a there's an alert that comes on with white dudes coming to the neighborhood. They just don't know it, right? And it ain't it ain't clapping birds. Ain't no birds. <laughs> <laughs> ain't none of that shit. Nah, they, 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 <laughs> shit. I, it's kind of funny, man, because I remember back in the back when crack was a big thing. Back in the uh, the crack in eighties. It was funny. There was, you know, that was before that was before really like smartphones and internet and all this other stuff. But anytime the white dude came into the neighborhood with a Trans Am, we all immediately knew somehow. Mm-hmm. All immediately knew, and he was the white dude, and he was the white dude that brought crack. Mm-hmm. He was probably undercover cop or fed. Yep, Mr. White Man. Yeah, a lot of people did in jail time behind Mr. White Man. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, Black Panther hit a billion. A billion. I told y'all. A billy, a billy, a billy, a billy. I told y'all. It's cool. That's dope. Man, we out here. It's, uh, it's. I mean, it's still shattering records. It, it hit a billion, and it's just now opening in like China and Russia and all that. Well, did you see the Chinese people react to it? They yeah. were like, uh, we don't see what the hype is about. Mm. Okay. I mean, be mad. Yeah. Be mad. Y'all still dropped about twenty million in it though. Yeah. So I mean Oh they did? Yeah. So they did go ahead and see. They they still did they still went out and saw it though. Cause you know, they said that the Chinese market's kinda weak for westernized and then you know they banned hip hop, so yeah. did they get the soundtrack too? <laughs> 
I mean, soundtrack wasn't really that good. So I mean, yeah, it really wasn't. But what if they did a kids' bop version of the oh, soundtrack? That should be so dope. And what if it just had like completely different music under it? Like, Miss me with that bogus. <laughs> what if it had like some Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon music? Mm. Choing, <laughs> choing, 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 choing. Chinese trap music. Let me sing. Some Wu Thang. Wu Thang. <laughs> oh, that's dope already. Wu Bang. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> chop up some Shaw Brothers on you boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that. Uh, Friday night, I went to a Radio Galaxy show performance. You were not there. No. Unfortunately. I had the Forrest Whitaker face. Mm. When I opened? When I- yeah. Sinus is dog. That, that, oh. The pollen man was kicking my ass. Mm. You know how you want to wake up, but your body was like, man, I'm not getting up. Mm. And I had took uh, NyQuil the night before because I had the itchy, running nose, sniffling. Like I was talking on the phone and my nose was just dripping like a faucet. I'm like, this Great. is gross. That's, that's what I wanted. So to hear. when I wanted, when it, I thought it was done, I popped one of those Dayquils. Yep. The NyQuil wasn't really out of my system yet. <laughs> <laughs> So I think when I text you, I don't even remember reading your reply until like hours later. And I'm hey. like, damn. Uh, did I think I replied? I was like, I don't know. I was out of it, bro. My homeboy said he talked to me. Like, yeah, 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 I'm coming over. And then he said, he called, he was at the door. He heard me in there. He said, yeah, I ain't get up at all. Dang. Like, dang. So I was out. I was you, out. you were probably on the phone like, the king will now be stripped of the powers of the black painter. Yeah, man, that pollen, bro. I was sneezing like I never sneezed. I thought I was gonna die sneezing. Like, that shit hurt. You yeah. ever sneeze so much where it started hurting? I've, I've, I've actually had sneezes that came from like the literal stomach area. Okay, so I was there. Yeah, it's been there. And before. it stunk. It's like oh, are yeah. you sneezing stink? Like oh my god, what the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> like I'm thinking I'm breaking down literally. So yeah, man. So I feel way better today. I don't know what it was, bro. But it's that, it's that season, man. Pollen season is about to really hit us hard. Damn, because we had the cold for a while, and all those little plants were like, "Hey, man, we just waiting to we just waiting to pop up to bust." You know, that's really tree skeet. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we have been bukaki with uh, tree skeet. <laughs> bukaki street bukaki bukaki tree skeet. Wow. Bonsai bukaki, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh man, only you would turn spring. Into like uh, oh. controversial Japanese porn. Yeah, but it's all good, man. I, no hinty, bro. You know, just you just getting hit to the face with tree skeet <laughs> all day. <laughs> you can't, you can't even say no homo because it's happening. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> this, this is your future now. But yeah, we did the, uh, the the Radio Galaxy show was on Friday. It was actually kind of a cool thing. Was it Friday or yesterday? Well. Yeah, that was Saturday. Saturday. It was Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So I'm out of it. I'm out of it. It was Saturday. And it was pretty cool. Have you ever been to a like a headphone disco event before? Yeah, and it was kind of bugged out because people were talking too much. It's kind of weird, but I, I was like, this is actually kind of cool. So for those of you who don't know what a, what a headphone disco event is, all the audio in the event, none of it is played through loudspeakers. It's all played through headphones. Yeah. And basically, they had they had three DJs that night. They had Cosmos DJing, uh, DJ Anarchy, and DJ Sly Fox was doing video DJing. And then 
um, Good Grief came in later. What were the colors like? Blue, green, red. Blue, green, and red. Yeah, okay. yeah. So the each channel had its own color, and uh, one was red, one was green, one was blue, and you could switch the channels on your own headphones to change what you were listening to because everything was playing at the same time. So it was actually kind of cool. So if someone hit a little dead spot in the mix, you just switch it over like, bow, I'm going to listen to this for a little while. And each of them was playing something slightly different. So Kaz was playing mostly like breaks and classic songs. Anarchy was playing like straight up hip hop. And Sly Fox was, he was playing, he was playing the throat stuff. Mm-hmm. And he also had the videos going. So I got to see the tip drill video for the first time in a while. Whoa. And the I un- love that card move. And the unedited lap dance video by NERD. Is an unedited one? Oh, yes. Oh, baby, they want me. Yeah. Yes, it taking place in an actual strip club. So I'm a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of young blacksta, or black youngsta videos. Oh, the booty. The, that was an interesting. I start to like that song a little bit now. Uh, let me lay on the booty. <laughs> Have you ever seen the video? Yeah, it's trash, and I love it. It's misogynistic trash. <laughs> oh man, he might bro. be one of the worst people ever. But yeah, he's it, up there. He's Have up you seen there. his videos on Instagram? Yes, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I've been on the bus. Follow me, you horse. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's one of those people where when you try to convince people that not all black people are like that, and he makes you cringe. They just gonna be like, yeah, yeah. y'all are like that. Man. He just he just takes that average. And just he puts the ER nigger. <laughs> he. <laughs> he <laughs> He's he's one of those the one of those black people that you see in public and white people look at you like you looking at them like I don't fuck with them Shit. either <laughs> like I, I'm I'm just as racist as y'all you know when it comes to with them. Shit, uh, you know repeal Obamacare. Yeah, all of it, <laughs> all of it. All right. Please, if it takes care of him, yeah, we don't need it. Please do away with welfare, please. Ugh. I bet I said he got all that money that he was spending. I said I bet that boy has no life insurance. None. None. No savings. None. No investments. None. No plan B. Sitting on booty. Ah man, yeah. But it was it was pretty cool, man. It was a cool event. They they did a couple songs, which is again it's weird watching people perform and listening to them in headphones. When you take off the headphones, you just hear like the person singing with none of the music, and it's. It's kind of weird, but it's also. But the other thing that I actually like about it is you were talking about people talking the whole time. It's actually cool because a lot of times when I go into places, assuming that I go anywhere because I stay at home most of the time nowadays, and there's loud music playing, it's hard to carry on conversations with people. That's true. So it's actually kind of cool because you can actually take the headphones off and just kind of put them on the side of your head and actually have conversations where you're not yelling at people going, "Huh? Huh? Say it again? How do you get that?" I didn't get that. <laughs> oh, okay. Especially you, when you're trying to mack on women. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, let's go to the bar. I'm like, what? Let's go. You got to really yeah. tell like they're retarded. And you just you just start shaking your head. Yeah, like you heard it, but you didn't really hear it. Right. Yeah, it was it was nice, though. We need to do more of those. But they, they, they rocked it. Debuted the new video for Fleece. No, not Fleece. Uh, Falcon, in which DJ Cosmos sung the song. <laughs> Big hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to show Silky it. smooth. I'll have to show it to you someday. <laughs> Directed by Ill Mannered Media. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pop props. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that. So, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Cashmere Dawn is not here. Not at all. And when that happens, what do we do? We 
put it in the hands of, of D-Ray. Oh, shit. And then we, then we pray. <laughs> so before we get into D-Ray's Roundtable Part 2, a.k.a. from D-Ray with Love, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back with From Houston with Love. Dang, oing, oing, oing. dang I pause because I usually wait for, for Don to say something, but he's not here to say it because he's, he's out there getting that money. Paper stacker. Welcome back. Welcome black. Welcome black to the most dangerous show on our radio. It's From Houston with Love. Yeah, I mean, like, and and dangerous by a landslide too, man. We are there again. There are times where I, I feel like we have to scale it back, especially the stuff that doesn't get caught on air. Like it's, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's bad, man. Cringeworthy. Sometimes you just want to change up the subject and talk about something else. Um, but oh. do we? We hardly ever do, though. We still go <laughs> in the rabbit hole. Gets deep. It gets even worse. It gets even worse. <laughs> Um, like we never talk about sports or anything like that. Man. Nothing. But we should. The Rockets. Okay. Let's you talk about that. that. Yeah, they well, their streak finally got broken. By Drake. You know what Drake did? I, I saw this punk ass. Punk did. ass bitch. <laughs> 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 it, 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 the crazy part is I knew he was gonna show up at that game because it's like his first home and his his second first home yeah. playing against each other. And you know, I'm pretty sure the most uh benevolent, magnificent Jay Prince. Made him uh, show up to give his blessings. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just before the game, it's like, you know, it's great, you know, you know these great these guys are doing great things, you know. You know, I got the I got the, got the the strip club that I opened in Houston, you know. And, uh, you know, Drake Weekend is coming up soon in Houston. But, uh, you know, today's, today, today the streak is going to end, guys. <laughs> the streak is going to end for sure, guys. It's it's out of here. It's out of here completely, man. Uh, you know, I, I I bet that on my white mama. <laughs> and, Stupid. <laughs> and unfortunately, for the Rockets, the Raptors pulled out a close victory over the Rockets and ended the streak. Yep. And but I, by the skin of their teeth. By the skin of their enamel. Yes. And I I feel like uh, Drake should find a cold place in hell. In a frigid chilling. place, if you yeah, can. Like a frigid place, and just, well, he lives in Toronto, so that's, <laughs> Damn it. that's going to be close enough for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that was that. But uh, on to other. Wait, didn't he do something for the team after the game? Yeah, he invited them to. He had a new restaurant that he like wanted to brag in. Oh, I'll take care of you guys' bill. So a couple of our NBA players went, Capella and Chris Paul. I, I don't think Harden went. Harden was probably like, ah, fuck that shit. I already ate ravioli. Fuck, I hear. Ain't no telling. But that's what I heard so far. Guess who has a podcast? Who? Arian Foster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife uh, went to something that he was involved with the other day. What's, what's he talking about with his podcast? I don't know, but it was interviewing Snoop out of all people. Oh, okay. And that it was a pretty good interview I had to give him props on that like he's not actually dry like does he, I thought it would be does he get raw like we do no well Snoop did no, not yeah. in a sense but just you know basically breaking down different stories that he tells you know uh, between him squash the beef with Suge Knight you know mm-hmm. which was interesting a story that he doesn't really tell so I thought that was pretty cool so yeah man kudos to him you know at least he found something shout out to Aaron Foster yeah, man you know he's, you know, he's still out there Doing great things, man. They're trying to sell some uh, protein 
snacks uh, a couple of years ago. Shit was wack, B. Um, but hey, you know, everybody has to do their thing. Their yeah, hustle. I'm not, I'm not a protein snack person. Yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah, shout out to shout out to uh, James Harden for not falling for the for the okie doke. For man. sure. It's like when your man cheats on you. It's like, hey, but you know, you know, I still, you know, we still got that thing. I lie to you, but I tell little truth. Yeah, type shit. <laughs> that shit. That part. Yeah. Like, how you how you gonna wish me? How you gonna pray for my downfall, and then pay for my meal? Right. You know what I'm saying? Nah, we don't we don't rock like that. Nah, nah, you know? nah. But nah. you know, um, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they gonna see each other in V Live. Yeah. Next time Drake comes, Drake comes to town. Yeah, yeah. You it's know. all good. What else? What else? Uh, what else is popping? On D-Ray's roundtable this week Whatever you want to talk about Whatever man. I want to talk no about No limits Whatever you want to talk about okay, Whatever I, comes to mind what, well, I, Did I send you some stuff? I know I talked about some stuff That I think mm-hmm. we should talk about yeah. uh, Anything you want to If I could just about. go to it here now uh, Nothing is off limits uh, Okay let's see Since it is all about me all of a sudden Uh oh uh, Oh Rachel What's her last name? I want to be black, but Dozo. Dozo. I could never pronounce the name. I seen something that her her son was going against her in this new Netflix documentary that's going to come out about her. Now I don't know what she's going to tell us besides that she wants to run for the being the queen of Zamunda or Wakanda uh, because anything can happen with with, with with this documentary. I can't wait to watch it. That that's for one. Oh, oh you, you, you disagree? You don't think it'll be kind of sort of funny? No. It's like a, a Twilight Zone episode, you know? It's like. Here's my thing, man. I really, 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 more than anything, wish that she would just go away. She can't. Like, do you realize she's younger than we are? No. She's like 39. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Like, uh, again. Real black don't crack. Right. Like, her shit is fractured. Yeah. I just, I really wish that she would just go away. Like, she's only known for making people believe that she thinks that she's black. Like, there's nothing newsworthy about her except the fact that she's completely delusional. Like a motherfucker. And nobody cares. And I saw the trailer for the little stupid documentary where she's basically, where she's basically making it seem like this producer and this camera crew is going to film her and then they're going to take it and craft the story without her input. And she's, I'm just putting everything on the line and I'm really nervous about it because I don't know how you're going to portray me, but it's something that needs to be done. So shut up. <laughs> like go away. There's, there's nothing, nothing newsworthy about her. Yeah. And, and her son, her son is basically, her, her son basically spoke for me when he was like, like this is just—it's just gonna fail like everything else you've tried. Like just, just stop. Stop. Why you why, make the bleeding stop? Because it—it has to suck for him, man. It has to suck for him. He's legit, like legitimately black, <laughs> and you know when he goes to school, he get roasted. No, because I was in school with him, I would be roasting him. <laughs> like, don't put me in the same class, man. <laughs> this nigga finna get. <laughs> Say, man, you like zebras? <laughs> Say. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part of an EO fudge cookie? Uh, <laughs> the black sun <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, and that's just freestyle. That's just, this is the shit I have to go home and write. I would come prepared for shit every day just to make 
I, you know, like you have like Oreo cream shakes. I don't condone bullying. Nah. Bullying is wrong. It's I don't not, know. Bullying sometimes make a person. Bro. It's, <laughs> let me make my PSA first. Okay. Bullying is a terrible thing. It's not acceptable. But goddamn it, in this case, it's going to be funny. Fucking right. You know, um, I'm sorry. That's that's just part of the territory. If when we were in school back in the day, and we knew that your parents. Were in some type of high profile situation Crackheads Jailbirds Alcoholics I remember in elementary um, One of my classmates Who had a crush on in 5th grade No it was like 6th grade Her father was a uh, Either a well known attorney Or kind of a low level politician And he got involved with some stuff That ended up on the news we lit into her Damn, the next day. The sins of the father. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's just the it's, daughter got slaughtered. <laughs> but that's just to say, I, I sympathize with the kid because this has been going on for too long already. Like, mm-hmm. she's already been on this dumb shit for too long. And the fact that people are still letting her cook sucks. Like, Complex tried to invite her to ComplexCon, I think, as a keynote speaker oh, stop. a few months back. And people were like, nah, we're going to shut that down. We don't want to see that. When, wow! Like nobody wants to hear what she has to say. Like people, people care so little to this point that they don't even care if she fails. Well, I'm one of them. Like, I mean, you could definitely watch the documentary and tell me how it is. I, it just commented to me. It just like <laughs> it's 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 comedy. I can It's like going to Sea World, knowing I feel bad for the Shamu and shit. But <laughs> so I don't want to see somebody get fucked up. Like that I, is an excellent <laughs> analogy. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll rock with it. So yeah, fuck uh, fuck Rachel Dolezal in her, in her ass. Uh, shout out to John of About to Review because she's from Spokane, which uh, same place he's from. And I have to remind him every time her name Damn. comes up. Yeah. Uh, shit, John, you finna get roasted even more now, bro. Nah, he, he's not a fan at all. Like he gets, he gets like visibly mad when her name comes up. So he's gonna appreciate that. Uh, oh, let's talk about this. Now this world made my weekend. Okay, Martin Skeet Skeet Face Gorelli. <laughs> Fo had to do seven years and started crying. B. Hey, and they say he has to give up the Wu Tang album. Hey, do you think that's why he was crying? Uh, he's I, like foiled again. <laughs> I think he's crying because he's led a life of privilege up to this point. Yeah, and now he knows what it's like to be black. And then life gonna <laughs> get all up in his ass. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> sleep on your stomach, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my pocket. Hold my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's what happens. The biggest, especially if they Ghostface Killer fans, just imagine Ooh. you a GFK fan and you in line. Wait, you, where is he? Is he? Where is he? I don't know, but he's somewhere. Be he ain't for to be protected. Yo, just imagine a big six, seven, three hundred eighty-five pound GFK. Let's say Wu Tang nut. Who <laughs> ain't gonna see the light of day anyway? Hey, I, I mean, like yo. You were talking that shit about the ghost, right? The God. <laughs> Cocaine biceps. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he was sentenced in Brooklyn, too. Ooh. So he's in New York. We live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah, he was he was being a little bitch with the Wu-Tang album. Like, oh, yeah, it was talking hot shit. It's all mine, and no one can have it. Man, Staten Island is about to rip him oh, and Oh, Oh, duh. So you know what he goes my draw, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He- <laughs> Just imagine how many mics he about to bless. He's gonna get a <laughs> bruh, 
He's gonna get a Wu Tang tattoo on his ass. Uh, first is this thing on? Oh, this thing is on. We need you to recite the entire album in my penis. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> you about to get mouth drilled. Yo, no pause, infinite pause, but no, yo, they yo. Go, they not gonna pause on right, it though. Right. Nah, but for real. Pillow man. biting good night, sir. But for real, man, like Damn. This, like he he just blatantly did not give a give a damn about anybody. He, he in, didn't. He inflated the price of pharmaceuticals. He right. you know, he basically was involved in the Ponzi. He scheme. talked about the old ladies on Ghostface video. Bruh. You talked about they people moms and shit, B. Like, somebody in there right now has someone, like, that was somebody's mama in jail that he talked about, <laughs> right. too. Oh, man. Come about on, to dude. get it. He's about to get it all. He's about to get it. You know, he might only serve two years of that seven. You know how... You it know was how, the moment of fear. <laughs> you know how fair it is, but, like, uh, that first week is going to be... It's going to be lit for him. <laughs> first month. Because they're going to man. Bitch made Barbie. Don't feel sorry for him at all, man. No, no. And then I, I I hope he gets sick and they make him pay his own prices for his Put own medicine. Up. Yep. To, uh, to get better, because... I hope they get the, the biggest nigga with AIDS in there. Oh, damn. All right. So. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, this is what we asked for. Yeah. Uh, what what else do we have? Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is this is South by Southwest week, ain't it? Man, is this shit worth it? Honestly, because uh, being that me, well, you've went before it was even hype. I went in mid hypeness. Like, okay, it's about to be corporate in a, mm-hmm. in a minute, and then it's corporate now. I haven't been in about five years, but I hear yeah. tales of the bullshit. I've been 19 times. Damn. 19 times, yes, for those of you who are counting at home. We were actually in the very first hip-hop South by Southwest showcase. Okay. In 93, I want to say. I think it was 93. And it was us, a group called Heads and Dreads. Featuring a young female rapper by the name of Erica Free, who later mm. became Erica Badu, and the Gravediggers. If, if anybody oh. remembers them, one of my favorite songs. Which one? No way to Constant run. Elevation. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 man. Yeah, that was that was an interesting experience because that was our first time doing anything outside of the city. Uh, Heads and Dreads opened. We were supposed to go on second. And the Gravediggers was supposed to headline it. Something was happening backstage where the... the Oh, this was the Gravediggers' first show, by the way. I should say mm. that. This was their first show, period, as a group. And they were arguing backstage. Like, Fruit Kwan and... and uh, this is the short dude. Too Poetic. They were about to fight each other. And, and they the, were trying to say who flossed their teeth on the gospel track. Wow. <laughs> And the RZA was just kind of standing there like, mm, it is what it is. This ain't, this ain't really, yeah, bong bong. This ain't really where my money is, you know, slobbering off his bottom lip and all that shit. <laughs> Damn. And they were about to fight. So something happened and they were like, yeah, we need to go ahead and go on now. We like, oh, y'all, they going to make us headlines? So they, they did their little show. Nobody cared. And then we went on after that. And 
this was this was this was kind of wild because this was back you know this was some rap shit this was back when when you when you were out and you did your thing that you had an entire crew with you mm-hmm. so we had like eight people with us besides us uh cosmos was there uh, a couple of the folks from cycle ward well t-rex was there from cycle ward a couple of other dudes that we knew man we had eight people rocking with us and basically half of us had to sleep in a van because everyone could we couldn't sleep in the hotel room because cos wouldn't stop cracking jokes and that nigga is funny if y'all don't know that shit. Yeah, and we there were eight of us on stage, and we ripped it, we crushed it, we destroyed it. Huh? You know all the other superlatives that you want to throw in there. And we got the headline, humble brag. We got the headline, the very first hip hop showcase at South by Southwest. Black history. Black history. Month is over. Oh yeah. So, but. And that was our first experience with South by Southwest. After that, it 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 like the last the 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 next few years after that, it became an event where people would go to discover new music. So every year that we went, we would actually you know we'd perform in showcases, but we'd also meet with a lot of people from around the country, like DJs and other groups who were kind of in the same position as us. And then probably around the time that you started going, they you know they would sneak in. They would sneak in like one already well-known act in a showcase here and there. Well, I'll tell you what. I can tell you exactly. The day when me and my sister went is when Watch the Throne album had just came out. I was about to I was about to point to that very event. Yeah, and because we just happened to be in San Marcos because my sister was going to Stephen, not Stephen Foster, Sam Houston at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, hey, let's take a road trip. Let's go out to the, the outlets. And I'm like, yo, South by Southwest, Pop can just drop us off, you know, on the way out. So he did. Seeing Slaughterhouse, Yellow Wolf was yeah. in the middle of everybody rapping and giving out these little demo discs. And people were like, oh, this nigga whack. I picked it up and the nigga was dropped the album the, the, ne- the next year and it was dope. I'm like, so, you know, it kind of puts you on, on, on edge. Like, yo, all these cats coming out. Yep. And I didn't realize that it was that many uh, artists that you just see freely like that. Right. You know, because I always thought it was just hype. You know, I saw by Southwest, we all going out there. But when me and my sister, we looked around. I was like, yo, this shit is bumping. We need to start doing this. And then we came the next year, and we just like, oh, I don't like this shit. And you just see how corporate it was. You know, everybody had something to sell or something to give away. You had to sign your name to get in this, that, the third. And, you know, you wanted to see this show, but this show started at the same time. Yeah. It's like it started getting too ridiculous now until now. It's all your favorite acts at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Who gets up that early? Yeah. Well, the the Watch the Throne year was kind of a turning point because that started with the, the Fader Fort. Yes. So the Fader Fort, I, I can't remember. I think I want to say, and I might be wrong, but I want to say the year before, either Jay-Z and or Kanye made a surprise appearance at the Fader Fort. Somebody made a surprise appearance. It was Kanye because it was early in the morning. They announced it on the radio. Okay. Made a surprise appearance, and it kind of drove all the traffic to the Fader Fort that year. And then when Watch the Throne was announced, and they basically debuted their performance at South by Southwest and the Fader Fort, it was the only thing that anybody wanted to go to. So during the, and, 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 you know, even if that show was at, let's just say that show was at 9 p.m., people were lined up all day. Mm-hmm. And they were completely avoiding everything else just for a chance to get in there to see a quote-unquote free 
Jay Z and Kanye show. So that's what did it. Yeah, that and that was a turning point because that one was so immensely popular that every year after that, a lot of venues because when when venues sign on to work with South by Southwest, they they basically agree like we're not going to throw our own shows. We're we're going to you know we're going to limit our shows to artists that have registered for South by Southwest. Uh, you may not get paid for it, but you know you can keep your bar or whatever. Blah blah blah. There are certain things that venues have to agree to if they're going to be a, an official South by Southwest venue. The fader for it was an unofficial one, so they were actually whoever put up the fader for it was actually making money somehow off of Jay Z and them being there. So more venues were like, you know what? I'm not going to do an official South by Southwest showcase. I'm going to try to get this big name person to come through and perform here. Instead, because I can actually make money from it, mm-hmm. and you know we'll we'll pack it out. So more and more people started doing that, and within like two or three years, you got to a point where it was exactly what you mentioned. People were going to these other shows and not going to see the shows or discover shows that featured new and unbroken artists. And now you had hundreds of thousands of people coming from all around who wanted to come down just to see, you know, basically. All these artists have tours going on throughout the year, but what if in the span of a week you could see everybody, mm-hmm. maybe for free? And that's that's when it really started getting out of hand. One of the last times I went, I was I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." I remember there was there was a Doritos activation where they basically turned an entire building into a Doritos bag. Vending machine, yeah. And in order for you to get into a Lady Gaga show. You had to take a photo with a bunch of like Doritos bags, and and tweet it out or Instagram it out and all this other shit, and you had to wait in line to do that. And then across the street from that, there was something called Subway Land, sponsored by Subway Sandwiches, where they had like little attractions and rides all designed by Subway. Wow! And I was like, this is South by Southwest. This is the premier music festival in the world, where fifteen hundred groups from all genres of music are invited to come and display themselves and network and get noticed and discovered, but now you're competing with fucking Doritos and Subway and Levi's. I say Logic on top of a white van driving around rapping. And people started getting desperate. People started bringing their own portable PA systems and just setting up in the middle of the street and and just basically rapping for change. Basically. It, it, it got it got struggly, man. It just got struggly. Hell, when I was in Seattle last weekend at uh, Emerald City Comic Con, I was coming out the Comic Con. There were dudes standing out there, you know, they're doing the whole thing where they start giving you CDs. You know, I know how to, I know what that shit's about. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah, you know, you want some good hip hop music, good hip hop music. Nah, I'm good, I'm good. And I just keep my hands down because you know, once you take that CD, they're like, well, that's that's gonna be ten dollars. Because I, I saw it happen to the folks who didn't know any better. They were like, oh, you got some free music, you got some music, good. So yeah, that's ten dollars though. Oh, you didn't tell me that I have to pay for it. Mm. Well, you know, uh, you know, just support whatever, blah blah blah. I kept my hands down, but got a free my guinea pig. I had I had on a shirt that said Houston. So like, oh, you from Houston, bro? Yeah, I'm gonna be in South by Southwest next week. I'm not surprised to hear that <laughs> <laughs> at all. And uh, by the way, South by Southwest is in Austin, not Houston. Right. It's all good. Yeah, man, but. Nowadays it's bogus. It's 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 whack to me. And I say that. However, 
Radio Galaxy is performing at the showcase next Saturday. And I'm going to ride up there with them. But they, again, they know full well what it's about. I do believe that if you can get on a showcase, do that. But the whole, I mean, when we used to go, we used to stay the whole three or four days that the music festival was. And by the time it was over, we used to get, we used to have a lot of networking in. You do that nowadays, man. You just, just worn out. Like, it's, yeah. it's Wow. I went out there representing Raw Papers the second year that we went. We had a friend of mine who was working for Raw, couldn't make it. So he gave us just an ample supply of trays and rolling papers and cones. So that, and you leave it to me, <laughs> I would find any of the acts that I knew for a fact talk about weed. And hey, I had some girls with us, my sister and her crew. Yeah. And we were cutting lines because of that. And mm. trust me, we were we were like the fan favorite. People were like, yo, you got any more on the paper? Because we weren't charging, you know. Yeah. So people were like, hey, man, you know, I do this thing and thing. You got to see if they get raw paper can sponsor. Like, look, man, I just pass that shit. When this backpack is done, it's done. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was rationing out the papers to get man, in the show. <laughs> towards the end, I, I hustled us up on pizza, uh, food, on drinks, on, like I said, shows. Hmm. So, hey, man, all I needed was a little bit of ammo. So, rolling papers is like new currency, man. Basically, it oh. was. Yeah. Oh, so when the dollar really goes down the drain, pull out some, pull out some, raw, some raw papers. Raw papers. Ah. Okay. Trades and other peripherals. <laughs> so yeah, it was live, man. Okay. Well, but that's probably the live. Oh, one more thing. Oh, I want to talk about that Bobby Brown biopic BET is putting out. <laughs> you know, me being that seventh member, my cousin Chris, he would like to argue with me about that title. But hey, uh, I was that seventh member, man. And Bobby Brown, man, he's getting his own fucking movie. Who's playing him? Do you know? Oh, buddy, they played him in the biopic last time. Oh, same cat. Oh, he liked his performance. <laughs> it's like, hey man, that's me. You know, I just hope uh, Wood can keep it together, man. These boys are building a, a new edition cinematic universe now, Bruh. Bruh. And You uh, know, Bible stories are a lot wilder than yeah. what theirs could be. So shit. Oh man, so if I was in charge of it though, this is what I would do. Yeah, I would do like Marvel and have like a the solo story, a solo movie for each one of them. And then they come back again like the Avengers on that new edition reunion tour. Oh. But nobody is checking for the mother cats like that. Like, I got the BBD last last album. It just wasn't high. Uh, you know? But you can, I mean, you can do a spinoff. You can do a BBD spinoff from when they first became BBD. Yeah. Like, the Poison Years were popping. But the, 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 but the, the, the uh, biopic before that kind of already hit that off, though. Like, it filled up. Gotta, it filled up a nice little gap. You just gotta have the right writer, though. You gotta sensationalize it, though. Man. I mean, because that did, that was a sparked off movement that sparked Jodeci and shit, boys to Dude, we could do a whole and Ace Town. We could do a whole '90s R&B cinematic universe. Yeah, look at that. That would be dope. That would be real dope. Uh, but you can't do a '90s without an '80s one, though. Oh, uh, who would you, who would you include from the '80s? Switch. Mm. I mean, the first group. You know what I'm saying? Because they had such a... Tra- I mean, shit, them, the Boys Brothers had such a traumatic childhood getting popped by their dad. Ooh. Shit, come on, man. Yeah. But, yeah. And them boys made great music. The Boys is... That's a tragedy. Yeah. That's a tragedy. And shit, then I think the group after that will probably be... Uh, 
Shit, what's the name? Uh, the Jets. Ooh. Because yeah. I was wondering about like, these groups, you know, that they, they had it all and like they these, just they family family groups are cursed, man. Yeah, they're the, cursed. The, the Sylvester's, they were I mean, cursed. Even going back to the Jacksons, like yeah. that, that's just when you bring up your entire family to perform one function like that, like right. everybody's gonna be fucked up. The boys, somehow. oh, they just did the unsung on them. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's dude. So I can build like an entire mythology. Out of 80s and 90s R&B better get on groups. that, boy. That might be something. Man. But you're going to have to, you know how black folks is. You ain't going to be able to use that music. You're going to have to recreate That's fine. all different music. That's fine. People like that bootleg shit. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Somebody got to do that. Hey, yo, create, create, somebody create a 90s R&B, like, cinematic universe, man. Come on, Adrian Young, do the soundtrack, bro. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can get the rights to don't to, you know these cats you know these people don't you I mean I know people that know people but it's not yeah, like yeah but still people. it's like you kind of know like you like the black Kevin Bacon you know mm, I'm like the black Kevin Bacon's friend <laughs> okay whatever yeah uh, yeah I mean but I, I'm sure it'll be easy to get the rights to like shy and portrait and intro you know just Ace Town bro you don't think they'll be here ready we can, we can, they're from the, we from the town we can, we can make it happen we can make it happen man I mean, dog, come on, man. We'll do that. The background story of H Town. G. I. Shazam Dino. Dino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have niggas coming there with their little combat boots on and cuffs color jeans. The shit. secret history of that one H Town dance that they do. Right. <laughs> that everybody did with different variations. It was the like fishing rod. The fishing rod and the, the strong stirring, thrust. The stirring wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the pool shot. Niggas do all types of shit with that same move, The same move, man. No, don't ever play that song. You already see me. I'm going to get down, hit you with that left and that right. <laughs> and then I'm going to bring you back in the middle. That's the ace time, baby. <laughs> well, when the boys did that show on BET, I ain't never laughed uh, so hard. Because they had, they were so country. They had brought that damn dance with them. They did five variations of it <laughs> for the whole 30-minute show. Hey. I was like, these boys remixed the dance on top of the dance. You got it, hey. With the rayon shirt, with the, the with the with the hamburger meat showing. <laughs> you, you can do what Last you want. Last night we had night. Yeah, man. <laughs> can tell me shit, man. You can do what you want when you pop it though. Nah, for yes, it, yeah, they did that. S curl fades. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Boys had S curl high tops on y'all boys. Every time you see K C, he's gonna do what? Kick that leg over Ooh yeah He gonna do it every time Every time you know, If it ain't broke Don't fix it Yeah Yeah Um. So yeah That's uh, That's a pretty good Round table today Oh man thanks man Taking a bow Taking a bow Hey shout out to Shout out to Denise By the way Yeah for real Um. Hope she's Hope she's doing well. well I know she's doing better Because she just sent us a message Hey guys Would one of you Replace a trash bag If it's full uh, Alright The roll we, is we, in the bottom cabinet Just to the left of the sink with a bunch of hearts after it. So, you yes. Yes, for you, Denise, we will take out the trash. Because that's what the uh, that's what the All Real Radio family is all about. Taking out the trash. Taking out the trash. <laughs> Meaning us. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a metaphor. When you think something. of trash, think of D-Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Coming to America, the original Black Panther movie. Yep. All right. Well, that's, that's a good session, man. Uh, I guess... How there was the original Black Panther movie? I get, hey, I, I told, hey, they thought I was joking, man. In order to warm up the Black Panther, I went back and watched Coming to America, just to, just to get into the spirit, man. 
And I could definitely see those two worlds colliding. You sweat off rhinoceros balls. <laughs> you disease <laughs> rhinoceros balls. <laughs> Damn, James Earl? Yeah, man. He was cold. Man. He was. He was cold. All right. So, we deserved another break, and uh, we will be right back with more from Houston. With love. Pause for cashmere. <laughs> and... <laughs> Woo. Welcome back. We are back and bigger than ever, continuing on this uh, special D-Ray centric episode of From Houston with Love, D-Ray's Roundtable, aka From D-Ray with Love, Volume Two. And much to the chagrin of everyone listening at home right now, we present an extended version. Oh, of love Jones. Love Jones. <laughs> I'm still screening them. I just, I just had to wait for the words to come out my mouth. Oh man, because some of these questions, bro, they're just, they're, they're harsh. So I, uh, and I have to go through them because people don't really think that I come up with these questions, but no, these are submitted to me, and I'm only just the vessel of letting these people get hurt. Some of the. Uh, the grammatical structure of some of these questions oh, is, man. Is, is comical to say. Comical. The least. Uh, have, right. You have you have an interesting set of people that you know, man. Yeah, yeah, and I, and these people are consistent with the questions. I wish more people were, but hey, I'm glad these people are listening and they're <laughs> making sure that I get content. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> All right. So this one is from um, I'm gonna just say his initials because uh, to protect the innocent. <laughs> WPS from Ace Town from that uh, North Side. He asks, "What's up with these niggas taking care of their side chick kids better than their own?" Mm. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that happens, huh? Yeah. Um, um, that is foul. Um, it ain't. I, I guess you feel like it ain't where you're from as well. Yeah, but nope, that's foul. Uh, your, your kids didn't ask to be here. You know. You, I mean, even though I know it's a package deal, you probably don't get along with the baby mama, but it's not those kids' fault. Um, I don't see why anybody will even think that is cool uh, for the simple fact, you know, uh, karma will get you. You know, those kids will grow up. They will resent you. They're like, oh, you took care of the family across the street, but they took care of us. They were wearing Jordans. We were wearing Payless, nice pro wings. And then that family that you're taking care of might not fuck with you when you get older. And let's say you need bone marrow. You got to go to your kids. Kids, they got to fuck with you now. And they're doctors and lawyers. They got movies about this shit because this shit happened to real life people. Am I lying? Uh, you, you're telling the absolute truth. I, I'm, I'm really sick of... I'm, I'm sick of people who... who base their, their involvement in their children's lives based on their feelings for the co-parent or the other parent. That's the part. That's the part for me that's just really kind of disheartening, because I mean there are people, and I, I've I've seen this even played, you know, played really close, where just because you don't get along with the mother or the father, I mean it, it can go both ways. But in this in this case, the question specifically about a dude taking care of a side piece's chick mm-hmm. or side chicks, side pieces kid, whatever I'm trying to say, who who doesn't involve themselves with their own children just because they have some type of um you know animosity with with the other parent like that to me that that shit is weak because and we we've heard it 
said so many times, like, don't, don't put yourself in a position to have kids, A, until you're absolutely ready to do that and share the parenting duties, and B, you know, don't put yourself in a position to where you're potentially exposed to having a child with someone unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, 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 again, it goes without saying, wrap it up. If you're going to be out there just, just slinging casually, just, just wrap it up and, you know, still employ the pullout method <laughs> as well. I, you know, there's, I'm the king of that, bro. Uh, you know, I didn't ask that, oh, but I, I'm glad that I know. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> you got to. You can't. I mean, because nothing's a hundred percent. Yeah, and as far as them taking care of someone's kids more than their main person, like if they're taking taking care of the side pieces, kids, then that person is not the side piece. You are, hmm. unfortunately. And again, that's again that's someone involving themselves in someone's life based on how they feel. They're not taking care of the side pieces, kids, because they feel an obligation to the kids it's because they're more into that person than they are with whoever their baby mothers their baby mother is that's that's really what it's all about and people need to stop equating sex for love they not they need to stop equating having kids with love that's true it's it's a unfortunately it's a biological act it's a biological reaction it's a consequence of having sex and they're going to involve themselves with their kids based on how they feel about you. And it sucks, but it's just a fact of life. It's some weak shit, but I also don't want to have kids. So I don't know how that feels firsthand, but I've seen it happen secondhand and it sucks. Yep. 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 Well, that's good. That's a good, good rebuttal, man. Uh, uh, I, I, and I think that's fair on both ends. You know, me, I see it one way. You saw it another, and then yeah. I saw your point, and I'm like, okay, you I know. See it. And that's definitely one for the to take in. Uh, this one says, and this is by oh, her name is KJ. Uh, we're gonna leave it at that. And she said, can you be with the right person in a relationship if you're constantly thinking of having sex with others? Hmm. It's hard for me to answer. <laughs> As Damien grabs a bottle of water, uh, uh, I'm a man. Um, I can love my significant other. Uh, I mean, and and I have so-called eyes for another. And I try to be in control of my thoughts for the most part, but as long as I don't act upon them. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing here because I can think it all day long. And sometimes thoughts can just pop in my head, uh, you know, and I just don't have a firm answer on that, you know. Uh, thinking of smashing somebody and acting upon smashing that said thought, it's two different things. I mean, I can always have that personal time in the shower <laughs> and a thought arise. You would never know. Uh, but like I said, uh, I, I think the actions of a person compared to their thoughts are two different things. And, Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, Damien. You're you're absolutely correct, and this and this we see eye to eye on. It's uh, we're all human. We all have eyes. Yes, and we all have. And, and let's be real. We we see people all the time that we find attractive. There are people on TV that are more attractive than most people we see in in everyday life. All right, and you'd be lying to yourself if you're like, I'm in love with the one that I am in love with. And I don't even notice anyone else. No, you have eyes. But to have, think about having sex with them, though. 
I'm I'm thinking that's. I mean, that's. I, I think that's normal, and but I agree with you. If as long as you don't act on it, that's fine. Again, it's it's equating sex with love. It's we're human, so we have imaginations, and I mean, I I know that my wife sees a lot of celebrity dudes on TV that she finds attractive. And I would not be surprised if she told me, like, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've seen myself, you know, whatever, whatever. But it is what it is. You know, you can't, again, as long as you don't act on it. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't, like, regret not being able to have sex with, with someone else. Now, I will say this, like, if you, if you are with someone in a, I guess, a reasonably committed relationship and, like, you know, you and you and your coworker are just kind of like, yeah, man. You know, man, man. If I'm gonna trench, you know what I'm saying? I'll just run it over. Then you may just want to kind of evaluate your situation and see how likely you are to give into temptation, mm-hmm. and and just like keep that, you know, just keep that in mind all the time because there are people who, if given the chance, will you know will slip and fall into it. And not even realize that they just got caught up, and then they're in an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one th- one thing that that I've always done, and I, I and I didn't do this like intentionally, is that I've always introduced my wife to my female friends, mainly because I felt like she would just get along with them. Right. So, I also know, and you know, I also know that it's it's besides her being friends with these people that I also know, it also means that she doesn't have to feel awkward about me being around them when she's not around. Right. Because the so, integrity is at all time low. Right. Right. So, you know, and, and the thing is, they the, the, the reason that I am friends with most of my female friends is because they actually do respect my wife. And and I know that for a lot of them, because a lot of them have other male friends, but it's like, you know, if, if I looked, if I accidentally turned the wrong way one time, you know, they're going to try and bend me over. <laughs> or whatever, whatever. But I'm kind of like, you know, I guess I'm kind of like the gay friend because they, they know this. They, they know it's not it's not going to happen over here. But I, I think if you if you are committed to someone, you know, just be mindful of how your actions might manifest themselves. But I, I mean, I think it's perfectly natural for you to be attracted to people and and think about them sexually as long as you don't. Act upon it. Oh, that's what's up. That was my long-winded answer. All right, this one from a dude. Uh, e H is the initials, and he says, "If a woman is a housewife, should the man be able to expect cooked meals when he arrives from home from work?" What year is this? <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of get his point though, because if that's the case, you've been home all day. I'm gonna say, let's say you've been busy raising kids. If you don't have daycare and all this, I understand, you know. But that kid's gonna go take a nap. You put, you know, your motherhood skills to test. Whip up something. Give him a. Sa- you can make a sandwich. You know that man could be hungry when he comes to that door. Especially if y'all on a budget. I'm not saying you gotta have this all the time. I'm not saying that. But man, sometimes you gotta treat your man like a king, man. You know what I'm saying? Especially if he's taking care of everything, where you don't have to go and answer to anybody. Like you are your own boss, basically. You know what I'm saying? Them kids are your employees. <laughs> as, as, as raw as it sounds. But 
I believe that if you home all day, it's no reason why your house should not be a certain way. Should yeah, let's say the food ain't ready when he gets through the door. At least be preparing or have some of it prepped. I mean, that's how the women of my family were, even if they didn't even have a man. Before the kids came home, they were already started cooking. And it is not about, I don't think it should be a sexist type of thing, but I believe if I am making all of the money and you're spending all of the money or keep the finances in order, the very least, nine times out of ten, have meal ready before I come home. And I don't think that's too hard. That's that's a tough one. Um, I, I think that has to be, that just has to be an agreement between between the two of them. Right. I don't I don't think it I don't think it should be an unspoken expectation. Okay. And I only say that because I've I I know close friends who who have been and are in this situation, and I think some of the problems come into play when there's just that unspoken expectation. Like I think there needs to be an agreement. You know, because first of all, let me say, being being a homemaker and and being like a, a stay at home mother in particular is a it's a noble job. It is a very difficult one because it's it's one of the most important jobs anyone can have. Like but, raising kids is not it's not it's not easy, and, but it's not hard. Mm, and and Damian, the reason I can tell you because my old man was Mister Mom, worked uh, nine to five, came home, cooked, clean. Took care of right. us, went to basketball games, practices for the, and still maintained it. Right, held it down. I just, I just, I just think that it, it. My bottom line is it shouldn't, it shouldn't just be expected without it being, like spoken to. Oh, like just like you shouldn't, you shouldn't just assume that because someone stays home that they need, like there needs to be like okay, this is what we're gonna make a conscious decision for you to stay at home full time and take care of the kids. Let's outline what we expect of each other. Like I, I think also because if if someone if someone stays home with kids all day and doesn't get to interact with other people and other adults, there's there's a certain break that they need as well. So they they may need to introduce it to their conversation. Okay, cool. When you get home from work, you know there might be food ready or whatever. But then I need some time to myself. To, right. To be an adult and to be away from kids and to be away from the house all day. And if my wife, God bless her, and she's like, hey, you're really good with the kids. And I need you to stay home because I make the most money. I'm not going to be stuck in my pride of my man. I'm like, okay, I'll chill at the house. But you guarantee by the time she comes through that door, she's going to always have a meal ready. She might even get the damn feet. Massaged and washed it. Like that's me I'm a, I'm a catering type dude I'm gonna make sure My queen taken care of Kids gonna be well behaved Cause pop run with the iron fist You know what I'm saying <laughs> But you know what I'm saying like, I'm gonna show by example You know mm-hmm. it, it, Especially when someone Dared me like I can't do a better job Cause I was raised By the best set of parents Who like Told me at the age of seven Oh your ass Gonna learn how to cook something yeah. And I dare you To burn some shit <laughs> <laughs> I double day Because now if you burn the shit Depending on how bad you burn You will be eating it Yes So Since a kid I've been born and raised To be a perfect husband I already know that I, I've spoiled fiancés They'll tell you now, When they got with that new, the man after me They're like Shit <laughs> This shit is hard Yeah And so you know It's all about what a person Really wants out of life And, yeah. and me I know I want my family units To be ran But I expect certain things And, and I, I think and I certain things Should even be I shouldn't even have to tell you oh, I expect the house to be clean If you've been home all day Especially if you ain't got no kids And And the house 
still look like a tornado when I left? Come on, man. I, hey, I'm going to hit you with I, the, it just It just needs to be a conversation. It will be conversations. Because we, we know that from, from our parents' generations to ours, gender roles have evolved. Yes. And, you know, I even, you know, my grandmother never worked a day in her life. And she, you know, her job was to stay at home, keep the, you know, keep the house clean and raise children. And she did all those that, that were traditional gender roles that we kind of identified with. My mother's generation, both parents worked, but my mother was still expected to do her lion's share of keeping the house clean and raising the kids and preparing meals and whatnot, even though both of my parents worked. In our generation, you know, both me and my wife work, and most people in our age group, you know, both genders work. So for someone to stay at home full time is almost it's almost an anomaly nowadays. You almost don't really see it. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, you still just have to like I don't I don't see anything wrong with with that expectation being there as long as they have a talk about it before they just say, well, sh- you staying home. So this better be this. And this. Like, I think there, there just needs to be a conversation on both sides on what they expect. Also, uh, you know, another reason why I don't have. Yeah, and, and same here. You know, uh, I got I got kids in my life, but I don't have a wife, yes. so I don't have any biological kids. So yeah. That being said, uh, going to the third question, if we have time, we got plenty of time. Okay, this one says, <clears throat> "Why do some women believe that their vagina is monetary currency, and who is to blame for this behavior, well, men I, or women?" I feel like. <laughs> I think we talked about. I feel this. like we talked about that. And I think but, people are. But I like the way it was. I like the way it was poised in this. In this as a question mm-hmm. compared to what we normally get. It it is well. We we all know what the oldest profession is. Yes. Right. So in a way, it is. It is currency. I mean, let's 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 be real. But it's not a gift. Remember, we it, had touched upon that. It's not a gift. It is only yeah. if you're giving it to me. Yeah. It is. I mean, it, just like any other form of currency, it's given whatever value you give to it. That's true. So if you if you feel like you need to do something in order to receive the services of someone's vagina or penis or penis, then you are the one buying into that form of currency. You are subscribing to whatever they are selling. Yeah. Uh, un- un- unfortunately, you know, we too many of us allow ourselves to be led on by the promise of some type of um, corporal. Uh, reciprocity, mm. as as one might say, I, I think I'm just making up stuff now. Okay, but you know the answer for that person is it's only given the value that you that you give to it, and if you are dealing with a woman who feels like her vagina is some form of currency that you have to earn, then you need to figure out how you want to approach that interaction. Oh. Oh well, this is a good question right here, and um, I wish we had female, uh, or should say, lady folk, on the panel to uh, go deeper into this topic. Um, it says right, right. Uh, why has rape culture been accepted so long, and what has brought on the desire to expose it? Mm. And uh, that's a really good question. Uh, it has been going on since shoot, the beginning of time, almost it's the beginning of time. I, and you know, I, I do wish we had a. Um uh, a female participant in here to answer. Um, I, I'll, I'll I'll give my perspective on it. I think that it's because the times simply because the time is just long overdue for it. Yeah, and and you know it's kind of like the the snowball effect. All you need is one thing 
to kind of get the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. And we've seen over the last two years in particular, like a lot of dudes have been getting, they've been getting out of here. Yeah. Kind of started, kind of started, I guess, with Bill Cosby with, you know, even though people have been talking about him for years and years and years. It took one comedian. Yeah. It took it one took, dude just it, to make it a, a punchline. It took, and, and, and unfortunately, before then, you know, the, the, there were all women speaking out yeah. about him, but it took one guy, a male voice, a black dude, to to validate it. And they're like, oh, well, if, if he says it, we really need to look into it now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what got the ball rolling. So, so. I say Helen Burns is the reason for the Me Too movement. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, he's a, you can draw that line. You can draw that line to him. And, and then when you go back and watch all the bills, that's the most ironic and surreal shit. You go back, you watch the or read some of the experts in this book and whatnot, mm-hmm. and he talks about Spanish Fly. When yeah. he was on Larry King, he talked about Spanish Fly and how they would give it to certain women. And then you can't look at Bill the same, but it's like, I, I think what really drove it home for me, Black Dynamite cartoon. That <laughs> shit there yeah. was so raw. Yeah. And it's like, yo, this... Some truth to a lot of this, and the unfortunately, as men, because we uh, uh, we just have to be honest, we we have benefited from yeah from that type of culture. Like we've benefited from it definitely, um, you know. Unfortunately, and there's a certain type of willful blindness that's built into it because of that. We don't we don't notice a lot of things because we're not affected the same way that women have been affected by by their actions. But again, when Hannibal Burris says it, you go. Damn, he's actually right. And you go back and you see all the Easter eggs that you didn't see before. You're like, oh, damn, this whole story is different now. And again, it creates a snowball effect. And then, it, you know, for one side of the culture, it, it began with Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, however you pronounce his name. And quite simply, it's it's just because it's been long overdue for it. Um, you know, maybe we'll get a woman here one day who we can kind of address that question to and get. You know, uh, I, I really love to hear their perspective from it because I don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm answering for them. But I just know from my perspective, from my views on rape culture, it's it's just been long overdue. Yeah. And then not only that, and I think even on that same aspect of rape culture, it's the women who do a lot of false accusing because let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's be truthful. That happens. You know, right. you know, it's our women on ride the coattails of this tragic events that happen to other women. And will fabricate something, and and, and 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 as a man, you're guilty even if you're proven innocent. You're right. still guilty. Like they came at Ryan Seacrest, and we don't know. I thought Ryan Seacrest like boys. Being honest, this right. is my opinion. I didn't know the dude supposed. I'm like, why everybody else didn't say that about Ryan Seacrest? Mm-hmm. You know, why is this just one lone person? Uh, who else? Uh, it's, it's quite a few cases out there. Oh, the, uh, Aziz. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the chick had sex with him and then got upset because she had sex with him. And I was just confused by the whole situation. Well, and, that, and that's the other thing that we have to be careful about when we talk about rape culture is like rape itself is kind of the it's like the far end of it. There's a whole there's a whole area. There's a, areas of different shades in between that are you know shades of misogyny and and patriarchy that we may not even again as men we may have a bias against it may not even recognize ourselves and mm-hmm. I, and I think that's kind of what's coming to light now is that we're recognizing that a lot of these microaggressions that women have felt over the years great or small even if it was a, a pat on the ass or 
someone saying, you know, if you do something for me, I'll do something for you. Things that don't necessarily qualify as rape mm-hmm. are still like little microaggressions that we may have kind of playfully indulged that they've always been like, I'm really not cool with that, but I know that my job could be on the line if I say something about it. So I'm not even going to say something about like little stuff like that. Like even, even small things. I actually had this conversation at work not too long ago. Um, because I'm in a, I'm in a group at work that, that has to perform a specific function that's outside of our group. And there are, there are, there are two other women in this, in this subgroup and another guy. And anytime we have a meeting, the two women really dominate the conversation and and our supervisor sometimes sits in on our meetings they really dominate the conversation like a lot and most of the time i just wait until they finish talking and then i'll give my input Mm -hmm. so you know they they usually jump in on top of each other verbally not physically they jump in on top of each other and there's a lot of overlap and i usually just sit back and i'm just like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." all right now that they're done I'll go ahead and add my two cents in. And and my supervisor, like, in a one-on-one meeting one time, asked me, she's like, I noticed that, notice, normally, Damien, you're kind of an outspoken person when it comes to saying things. And I noticed you kind of retreat in that environment when the two of them are in there. And I said, I do that mainly because I know that women have experienced things that I don't. And I know that one of those things is being cut off by men or being overshadowed by men in in situations like that. And my supervisor was like, you know what? You actually make a good point because in the world that I'm in, you know, she's a couple levels above me in that sense. Like a lot of times her opinions don't even get heard or even valued because the men in the room are are too busy cutting her off. Mm. And she's like, you know, it that does happen quite a bit to women. And I, I've actually seen that firsthand, like in other jobs that I've had, especially when I was in the investment world, which is really run by men. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if, if you know, we would have a department of like 20 dudes, 20 financial advisors, and only two of them were women. Anytime they raise it, anytime they said anything, it was like they would get cut off in seconds. And, and you know, I, and I, I actually noticed that coming up. So I'm always very aware of if I'm in that situation, even though I know it, it kind of seems weak and it kind of seems like I'm retreating. I I'm also aware that there's a pretty good chance that they've been shut down at some point, and all I have to do is just wait for them to finish what they're saying, and then I'll jump in. There's no need for me to jump in on top of what they're saying just to make a point. And that's just to say, like I said, rape culture is kind of the the extreme end of it. There are a lot of things in between that we maybe didn't pay attention to that they're also affected by. And they're finally like, you know what? All these little things that we've been dealing with for all these years. Yeah, we're going to shut all this shit down now. So people like Ryan Seacrest, who may not have done anything like overtly rape, rapey, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. He may have. He may have treated. He may have like noticeably treated his female colleagues differently than his male colleagues and they probably noticed that and they were like we got to shut them down and get them out of here mm. i don't know i'm just saying it's it's possible 
I don't care enough about Ryan Seacrest to really pay attention. Yeah, to me either. I mean, he makes way more money than both of us combined. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. Um, and he won't give us a dime if it was us. So. But but I, you know, one of the things that I did notice, kind of with the uh, with the Oscars pre-show, is that even though like no official action has been taken against him, uh, a lot of the women who were high ranking and up for awards were just like, I'm just not going to be interviewed by him. Because, Shut yeah, <laughs> to where he was like, uh, damn. Yeah, I need to go over here on this little B stage and just uh, <laughs> and, be in my feelings. For and me. then Taraji's shaded that boy so hard on the red carpet. Yeah, I was like, damn. And, and let's be real, man. Let's be real. We've both been behind the scenes with people who say some wild shit. Yeah, that they yeah. that they wouldn't say in front of people. I know yeah. some of. I know some, not me, but not you, yeah. not you. Like <laughs> I will say this: like D Ray, <laughs> let me make this publicly known. Like D Ray cracks a lot of jokes on here, but he is also one of the most uh, respectful. Thank you, man. That I know of, of of women. Like you know, you know. He, he, you know, he, he still, you know, you still want to get in there if you want to, <laughs> but like, like behind behind closed doors, like he's really a respectful person. So we we kind of joke a little bit on here, but I've known dudes that like are genuinely misogynistic by yeah. nature, and you know, but when they are in front of women, they they change their tone until they get what they want, mm-hmm. and we just got to be real about it, man. But yeah, I mean, sorry, another long winded answer, but that's just to say that, you know. Women have been subjected to things that we don't even recognize as misogynistic or, or, or you know, detrimental to them. And now that they're making those things known, we need to sit back and listen to them and like internalize what makes what makes them uncomfortable. The Aziz and Sorry situation, I think, is the greatest. It's the greatest indicator of this because there are. There are perceptions on both sides mm-hmm. that people think are valid, and it, it kind of highlights how difficult this conversation could be. If it was just outright rape and he beat her and took it from her, that would be you know it'd be open and shut case. But right. there's there's a lot of little things in here that again women see something one way, we might see it as another. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just got to sit back in the meeting and listen to him. Can I tell a little story about that? And Go I'm for glad it. you said that. I. <clears throat> A long time ago Had a scenario Where I met up With this young lady Who I used to work with And she was attractive then And she had a baby father um, Time went by We started working In different places And we got back In touch via Facebook So one day She was like Oh I can't wait To enjoy my off day tomorrow I have no kids And uh, the mistress is gone So I hit her with the On a DM message Hey what you doing Let's get some lunch Say alright cool I'm gonna hit you up now, now I'm hitting with all the important questions like, "Hey, are you still what you do? Like, how in love are you?" And she's like, "They're, they're on rocky turns," but you know, she's doing her. So I drove all the way from Pasadena, for I was staying, to past Sugarland, just mm. two or three exits. Like, I want to say, is it Highway Six run out there? Where? Uh, it was past. It was in Sugarland, but as I want to say, yeah. Like yeah, Highway Six. Yeah. She lived in this really nice neighborhood with big homes and whatnot. She pulled. I mean, I pulled up. She hopped in the car, and she said, "All right, cool. Let's head back to your side of town." I'm like, "Whoa, okay. Well, it's 45 minutes. Drove. Get to the crib. My roommate wasn't there. We got a. We have a town home. And uh, the first thing she want to do is like, I want a shower. So me, in my mind, okay, shit. 
I guess I can't pick her up too early. She is showered. <laughs> so she's showering. She asked for a towel and stuff. Cool. Mind you how oblivious I am to hints and stuff because I believe a woman wants to serve space. If she really wanted me, she'll want me. I like I believe in being verbal with me. You know, you gotta I'm Captain Obvious. Oblivious, I meant. So she comes out with a towel wrapped around her after she showered and asks for some lotion. And put lotion on me and got dressed and all that stuff with the clothes in her bag. And we just had lunch and all that good shit, just chopped it up. Mm. Took her home. Didn't think anything else. Because like I said, I wasn't expecting sex, so it didn't pop up. She waited <laughs> like two or three days later to call me back. She said, why did you try anything? And I'm like, try what? And she said, I left the bathroom door unlocked for you. I, I said, well, the thing is, you wasn't verbal with me. So what, I'm gonna, what I look like coming in... Yeah. To a restroom when you're occupying it, and like I'm not the kind of dude. If that's the kind of dude, you, I mean, you, I mean, I had to press myself to be up on you. That's just me up for failure, right? I like, she said, "Oh, I didn't see it like that." So in her mind, since the fact I didn't push myself on her, something was wrong with me. And ain't nothing wrong with me. Uh, I'm just a gentleman, man. Like again, you can't, as, as the Aziz case, uh, you know, stated. Verbal cues are very important. Very important. Very important. Um, you know, because yeah, I mean, it it might have been it might have been cute and exciting for her to to have you just kind of veer into an unlocked bathroom and you know and and, and force yourself upon her. Maybe that's what she wanted. But I mean, the next person you do that to, right? You go into an unlocked bathroom. That's that could be assault. You just and that's all I was thinking. You hey. know. It only took me one time in my life for my uncle to be falsely accused, mm-hmm. and and seeing the trouble that he almost got into. Right, and I'm like, I don't never want that kind of problem. Like, you, hey, give it to me willingly. Tell me what we doing. Yeah. Make sure we on the same page. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't you cannot be too careful. Nah, nowadays with that, and you know, people just have to. People just there's a fine line between excitement and and, and being careful. You guys got to. Gotta take care of yourselves. And she was bad too, D. Oh, <laughs> oh, she was bad. But like I said, that shows how much self discipline that I have. Yeah. And I love myself more than I love any broad, any female out there. Excuse my French. <laughs> I love me more than anything, and can't nothing take away that. Yeah. And I'm not gonna do any time in jail, fighting off people when I'm innocent. <laughs> I like to stay a virgin as long as possible, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Martin skeet skeet me. Uh. Uh. Yeah, no, no woo banging up no here. No woo banging, but that's all I got. Because yeah. the the rest of the questions, we're gonna have, really have to have a, a different lady to come up here okay. every week because we're getting a lot of questions from these ladies, and I don't have a a woman to spar with. We'll, we'll have we'll have uh, we'll have that coming in soon enough. Yeah, um, in in the weeks. In a the different one because I don't think we need the same one. We just need nah, different. No, no, no. We need we need different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Perspectives. I I promise I can English today. Yeah, I can English. I'm just hungry. Um, yeah, me too. Anyway, uh, so we're going to take one more break, and then we'll be right back to wrap up from Houston. With love. He's still not here. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. Check, check. This is your man, Cashmere Dunn, a.k.a. Slim Bundles, a.k.a. Grab life by the genitals and make it work. Remote control that hoe like a Nintendo 64. And we are back 
people. Yes, this is from Houston with love. I am here with my brothers. I missed you guys yes. immensely. Wait, wait, yes. wait, 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 bro. Where the hell did he come from? Where the hell did you come from, man? You know, you know, I, I am I am God's child, and I just show up wherever the fuck I, I feel like I need to show up. I'm kind of like Prince. You know how they say Prince used to just like appear on motherfuckers yep. and scare the fuck out of them. That's 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 what I just did here. I got a vision of Prince skate like like the dude in the drawers and the skates yeah. to slide by people looking all zesty like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like how you just show up. Hey man, three hey. fourths of the way into the show. The crazy part is, that's well, just the nigga in me, man. When you know. left, and I was up here dozing off, and I heard, <laughs> and I looked. All right, that nigga didn't run the Wendy's, did he? I had a no. That's how in the fog I was. I had to look three times. Like that fucking door. The fucking door opened like like heaven's gates. Bro. Yeah, and a light just shining real, behind. Real him. nice and slow. What a way to make guys, an interest, man. I thank you guys for keeping keeping my 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 place real nice, yeah. nice and cozy. And yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you brothers keeping me in mind yes, while I was absent. Man, we play, uh, we play, we play homage to you. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like uh, the third day on that Sunday. Yeah, and he rose that's Saturday. Again. That's, that's Saturday. Well, you know, he rose on Sunday though. But Saturday, like Saturday, a, Saturday yeah, is I, the seventh day. But you know, yeah, yeah. he rose. <laughs> and he rose up from the dead. He is risen. And if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the carpenter, not the gardener. <laughs> Jesus, you know he, did, you know, you know they say he did disappear. He did disappear for a while. Knew his adult years. And what did he? Oh, I about to say. I thought you were to talk about the revival that he had did. Well, now I'm not talking about uh, the revival, okay. but you know there are some years where he was missing. Supposedly. Yeah, when it was like twelve. I think he to was out, thirty something. I think yeah, yeah, it was like twelve to thirty. I'm about my father's business. I, I think he was doing leading a rebellion. Yeah. I think he was chasing women. Yeah. And he had a secret family on the side. And he yep. got tired of that. He shit. was out getting that shmoney, shmoney, getting that good, that good, good dodo. Because in my father's <laughs> house, we make shmoney, selling that dody. And he came back. Throwing he came up. back like the prodigal son for real. Throwing tables in the in the <laughs> Pentagon uh, in, in the house of the Lord. Whipping people with whips, though. Let's not forget. What 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 have I missed, man? What what did I miss? You missed you missed a really good uh, yeah. Love Jones. Man. Ain't that some really shit. good love? It was Jones. almost serious. This is almost a it serious was almost, time. Yeah, man. It wait, was, wait, serious. I'm a, I, I, no, I, just, some, I don't think I don't even think I cracked an inappropriate joke. I, you know, huh? you know. Yeah. We announced at the beginning of the sec- <laughs> at the beginning of the show that there was a there was a balance in the force of North Side and South Side. Yeah, today, it so was a lot of that shit that normally happens I just didn't happen. I came down and kicked the building, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm back, bro. It's all good. Yeah, we but we we on a peace treaty. It's cool. Yeah, it's it was, cool. It's all Speaking good. of kicking the buildings, you must have caught the Death Row Chronicles too, huh? Nah, I didn't. Man, I'm I'm really out of the loop. On that shit Pretty good interviews Really uh, And I watch all It's crazy Because so many Death Row uh, What happened to Biggie Type shit And they all are different The one that I was Disappointed <laughs> in was Who Shot Biggie In Tupac Because I literally Watched three hours Of worthless television Why would you that watch was, that? Yeah. Like I if they mean, if they I already know that they still haven't found out who did it. Why would you watch? Oh, and Keefy Keefy D admitted he was in the car. So I'm gonna go with Keefy D. He's the closest it's been so far. <laughs> he he did just, say he was in the car. He though. just basically he said, "I'm not gonna tell y'all, but you know, shots came from the back seat." <laughs> Keefy D, you just made yourself an accomplice That's to murder of yeah. 20 years ago. You're an accessory now. That's some bullshit. And when he said that, I'm like, there you go. What's Chief? the statute of limitations? Uh, it's, a, I mean, it's a cold case, so it shouldn't so, be. Yeah, like that's what, ain't, like seven, ain't like seven years. Seven years for 
I won't say it's violent, but this is a murder. So right. I think, it's, 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 yeah. like I said, cold cases. There's no statute of limitations for what I was for what I know. I mean, I watch a lot of First Forty Eight. So <laughs> I'm almost like a half-assed paralegal here. I was like, damn, I did go, he did he go to law school or something? He, he got the certificate I can tell what online. Can get you, man, that's nah. a chopper. That's gonna get you. I got that. Years. I got that First Forty Eight degree, so I know. Man, look, <laughs> I call it the snitching make snitching hour because you can always tell the nigga for the scene. You like when they give him a cigarette or a soda or a piece of chicken, that nigga finna tear. <laughs> put his head oh. down. Man, they start singing church songs. I feel like ice cream coming home. Yeah, but I think the best one was when a dude got in trouble because what his cousin did. And nigga, like, I mean, he didn't have no sense of loyalty. Like, this is this my cousin. What would he do me like that? Like, oh shit, got him, got him. Yeah, for real. Ain't no love in them streets. Want your chicken now, sir? Like, yeah, please, duck, duck me, duck me. It's just spicy. I'm not gonna be in the hood for a while. <laughs> oh man, oh, this is terrible. God damn. Yeah, I missed uh, a lot though. You, yeah, you missed. Did y'all talk about Trump? We didn't talk about it. I'm glad you mentioned uh, oh, yeah. President of 45. Um, you heard about the welfare care packages? Have y'all seen them? The boxes. The boxes, nigga. What's, what the fuck is in there, bro? Because they said okay. they said you know it'd be like some bullshit cans and some shit. You remember the bullshit that we had to go to the uh, for four multi service centers for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right, imagine all that shit in one box, but smaller. Ooh, Sm- nigga. Yes. He's passing out box lunches, man. No, nah, it's not even a box lunch. It's a care kit, nigga. So let's say this. I want to say each <laughs> so box that, wait, is wait, wait, like wait. a worth a week hold of food. Up. Hold up, hold up. So. This is already in effect now. Nigga, they showing boxes. Like, you go Google what the welfare box is going to look like, my nigga. Yeah, hold up. That shit is horrible. I'm about and to look And my mama said, yeah, back in the early days before they had food stamps, this is the type of shit they had. They actually had welfare boxes. Like a box you, you open up and there's a bunch of rations in that bitch. Man. Wow. Just imagine your ass out eat a bunch of MREs. And just, you don't get lunch, but you get dunked getting over those. MREs from Ike. I'm nigga. just going to say that. When the uh, when the the uh, the portion of his demographic that lives in like Kentucky and Tennessee, oh, you mean the one West tooth, Virginia, the one tooth uh, superior race people starts getting ha- their hands on these uh, these government boxes, that's that's going to change. That's gonna be doomsday. They're gonna be preparing for doomsday anyway. It's gonna be perfect for them to put in their bunkers. Hey man, stock up on ammo mm-hmm. for those who like that. I'm saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, man, I'm just I'm just gonna be like, just take a shot and get it over with. Man. <laughs> I ain't even trying to, I ain't even trying to live in no civil war and no shit like that, man. Just going, just pow. Right. Oh, oh I, and I know this is from Houston with love. Oh, but the dark. second season of Atlanta had just came back, and Robin season is oh, the shit. Dope. Everybody's getting robbed, I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing people get robbed every episode now. That's, it's it's that was it's, it's funny that you should mention that. Because that's part of my unpopular opinion. Oh, what's of the week. Let's do it. What, okay. ladies and gentlemen, we have it. It's coming back and on now, your bitch ass. And now <laughs> we have Damian Randall's unpopular opinion of the week. <clears throat> Take it away. My unpopular opinion of the week is this. Let me start off by saying first and foremost that I love the show Atlanta. Yes. It might be my favorite show on TV right now. Yes. Might be. However, (laughs) I feel like they need to stop after this season. Yes. If not, stop after next season. 
And there's a reason why I say this. Why why is it? First of all, it's 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 wildly popular right now. First mm-hmm. of all, it's the most popular comedy that FX has ever had. Ever. And they've had some good ones. They've had uh It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, which is yeah. good. Uh Louie. Which is super prior, good. prior to being problematic. Yeah. Among other things. Uh Archer. Archer. Oh yeah, Archer. Oh, don't Archer forget Chosen. Fucking mm-hmm. Chosen was hilarious. Yes. I hate that they only give it one season. Right. But it's been the most popular comedy on FX by far. And my fear is that it's going to suffer from the Chappelle curse. Ah. Where it, the same page, where yes. it becomes so popular. Not because of the show itself, but because of the people that like the show mm-hmm. that it's going to get worn out. Yeah. That's that's reason number one. Because I, I can already see it now, like a lot of people love season one. I love season one. People were really excited about season two, mainly because we had to wait a year for the damn season to start. And it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really good. I feel like this season is going to be like the peak of its popularity. And after this, it, to pull it. it'll, yeah, like, I think they need to pull it at the height of their popularity just to give it, just to keep its mystique. I know it probably won't happen, but I think it should. Reason number two it's because if you notice, everybody on the show is already starting to make their own paths mm-hmm. to greatness as well. Yep. You got Zazzy, who's about to be in Deadpool Domino. and and other things. Mm. You got uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who's already yeah, you know, already in a bunch of stuff. Of course, Donald himself is doing everything under the sun, mm-hmm. and then uh, Brian Tree Henry, you know, he's about to start blowing up as well too. Like everybody associated with this show is really about to blow up in their own regard. Even Tracy. The waves, baby. But, hey, baby, oh. they baking, baby. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 they baking, yeah. baby. Wave king. Yeah. And but and I think like after this year, it's gonna be very tough for them to manage all that and all the opportunities that are come, gonna come to them. So I, I if I had my preference, I would like for it to stop after this season, at the most after season three. Mm-hmm. And I think after that they need to walk out on top and tip their hat and move on to something bigger and better than that. You, you don't think you don't think they could collectively come together and and and, and make that work? I mean cuz the you know the writing is amazing. The writing the is amazing, but I also look at it as you know this is this is different from like Martin in the 90s. So like Martin that in the was ni- going to be my next point. Right. But yeah. So ahead. like Martin <laughs> in the 90s for that at least for the first three and a half seasons that's all they had. Like Martin was really mm-hmm. the only person outside on that show that had anything going on outside of it. I think this is a case where because there are more eyes on them mm-hmm. and because Donald himself is also involved in a bunch of shit and all these people, all the cast members are also blowing up outside of it, I think it'll be harder to keep all that in the bottle without without risking something in their own professional lives right now. Because you didn't have, like, Pam, Gina, Cole, and Tommy didn't have anything going on outside of Martin when Martin was on. But all the folks in Atlanta do. Mm-hmm. So it'll be harder to keep all that in the bottle without them losing out on other opportunities. Oh, you, you, so one you thing not I, counting you're not counting Gina's singing career? Oh man. Definitely not counting <laughs> that. One thing I do like about Atlanta and uh I like the fact since it's pretty much the story about Paperboy, how he's in almost every scene in the show. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like in almost every scene it's him. So they keep the focus yeah. loosely based on that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like they really haven't teetered off into why does this person belong in? Like even right. in, in, 
he he make I mean the show's basically around him, but the people that are affected as well. Right. And I and I, and I, and I love that aspect of writing. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. don't lose focus on who the show is about. You know, right. introduce these people, but give them all little do- little doses. But make sure he's always in there, right. or being mentioned in some way. So yeah, it's that, just dope. That the robbery scene, the car robbery scene, that was, was tight. Yeah. I, it was, and I, and yeah. I, I knew it was coming too. Yeah, man. I didn't see it coming. I, I got as it, soon bro. as he said that, I was like, uh, I know man. he wouldn't make eye contact with yeah. it. That was weird. But I like, I didn't see that coming. And like, the dude was too complimentary, man. You, blown, man, you blown, you really blown up, my nigga, man. <laughs> and you really doing your thing, man. You really got, man. I was like, oh, he's about to get him. <laughs> yeah, but when they did the white girl did the uh, the, the trap song acoustic cover, that was brilliant. Because <laughs> that's the shit they do now. That's the shit they do. The funniest thing to me, though, was when he was about to perform in front of all the executives. Because you, you see that pe- happen to people all yeah, the time. Like, yeah. they, they want you to perform in front of a room right. with all these, like these young folks, and you just like, Man, I really don't want to do this shit. And they ain't got no emotions. No, they just monkey. literally look damn And that's one thing I'm glad that they focus on because. When Earn and Paperboy were looking across, they seen this little dude, and I'm like, man. And I started, my mind started going back to those pictures I see of the 1920s when they had little human zoos and they had us mm-hmm. in those cages yeah. Yeah. feeding us bananas and shit. I'm like, yo, this shit is just, it's, it's, it's pretty yeah. much, it's pretty much the same the shit. Same. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, I love the show. I just, I would rather have it go away sooner than later just so it doesn't. It doesn't fall into that curse. Yeah, because it's not gonna. I don't, I don't. I don't think the shock value is gonna start lessening, lessening like the black Justin Bieber. Like maybe, yeah, maybe. I I would think that, but then they started the season off with a shootout yeah. in, yeah, in the fast food spot, which That's, had nothing to do with anything but just establishing like this is Robin's Robin season. season. I thought I, at, at one point, like uh, when I was watching the, the first episode for the new season, I was like. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Like, Them niggas just this, went to get some shit. Is this Detroit? Like, yeah. Is this the shy? Yeah. <laughs> and then when it, when it came, I was like, oh, okay, I, I I got it. But nah, but, but dope, dope, uh, dope way to, to to play that in into the series, um, and which us talking about Atlanta is is giving me something else to ask you Uh-oh. guys. Okay. Okay. So you know we talk about everybody else all the time. What the fuck do you guys have going on collectively mm-hmm. and individually in the creative aspect? Well, creatively, I'm uh, just customizing uh, blue jean denim jackets and tennis shoes for the hype beats that I know. Uh, <laughs> I plan on getting this Love Jones uh, episode 69, literally, oh. uh, popping this year. <laughs> Uh, with, host with you guys. Um, hey man, all you gotta do is uh, just go cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we got the venue already. Catbird, shout to my man Matt Lucas. Uh, we just we need still to, need to go. Yeah, we do need to, to check him out, man. Because that's the bar. Yeah, that's, that's the bar he was talking about. Yeah. So, yo, dog. Yeah, we need to. We really go do need to go that. Yeah, about some shots. Mm. Yeah, and tell me this. So you know, you customize jeans, you customize jackets. We saw the the Wakanda vest. You Wakanda forever. Mm-hmm. That shit looked dope. Thanks. So, how much would it cost to have that done? Oh, for my homeboys, you know, we we got okay, price but, but for everybody else out there in, in TV land, I would start off at two fifty, and that takes care of all my time, all my paints and stuff, and you'll have a one of one. And whatever designs you like, it'll be yours. That's so, a bargain. 
Yeah, it is because a lot of a lot of people are hitting you that low. That boy get giving starting out with the the entry boutique prices. <laughs> entry boutique, yeah. <laughs> because I, I I try to get a pair of custom. This is what made me want to do it because I'm like I can draw, I can do all that stuff myself, and I try to get a pair of all white fours. Uh, dude, this told me eight hundred bucks. No shit. And I said, you know what I can do with eight hundred bucks? I buy another pair of fours and do this shit myself. My damn yeah. this self. Yeah. <laughs> so Hell yeah. that's where it started, bro. Nah, that's that's I, what's up. When when is uh Love Jones? Uh, when when you look at the well, uh, Love Jones? I'm thinking at the end of this month. Oh, okay. the end of March? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, okay. we were supposed to do the health and fitness joint, and see this thing I hate about Houston. Now that they know fitness is on the rise, so all these people who used to let us do free boot camps, oh now we have to pay for licenses and things in gotcha. that nature. Because now they want a piece of the pie, mm. so that it kind of fell through in a sense. But they still ain't stopped the show, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, most definitely, most definitely. Um, the show gonna still pop off. We're still gonna hit you with health and fitness on this show. Um, but you know, I would say when one clo- door closes, another one's gonna open. So who knows? Somebody might get wind of this and like, hey man, you can do the boot camp here, which is I'm looking for sponsorships because this is Houston and we're trying to get back to community. You know what I'm saying? So love, if you sure. got need that tax write off, <laughs> shoot at us. Y'all know the email addresses. We tell you every day. So. That's all I got, D. Oh man, uh, yeah. Let's let's. Where D, do I it, start? And 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 I, I know I know how you are in the back cave. So yeah. just whatever whatever you feel. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I I will say we are putting the final touches on a short film. You and I collectively are putting the final touches on a short film called Assassin's Pen. Assassin's Pen, which Pen. which will be premiering within the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, details on that coming soon. Uh, trailer coming soon as well. Cameos. Uh, can't <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Um, what else? Uh, currently writing a writing a sitcom. Nice. Which so. I will. I'm not going to divulge too much information in, but it's it's based on a lot of real life stories that people around me know very well. Which should be fun. So we'll we'll announce that whenever the time comes for that. Uh, also working on, I'll say this much about it: working on a black martial arts epic mm. as well. Yo, that's that's gonna be dope. That's gonna be something that uh, may be life changing for some not, people. Not Blade though. Not no, like, not no, like no, Blade. No, no. Not it's Blade. Because of the uh, uh, urban, uh, like let's kick it. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be called Open Chest. Oh, <laughs> Damn, two for flinching. Hey man, that's a, that's a dude. That's a martial art though, man. If you yeah. think about it, like yeah. Open Chest, open B chest. Spike. Those are all like martial Ooh, arts, man. B Spike. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Spike. I almost had an asthma attack on B Spike. <laughs> My uncle beat that too, man. I hated B Spike. You know, it, it taught you alertness. It taught you defenses, reaction time, all yep. that good stuff. We should have been Crips. Cause nobody used the word the anything with a B in it for yeah. days. Yeah, say that B word. The late eighties yeah, was terrible. Man. <laughs> it was terrible. Shit, man. Hey, that's because we were bored, bro. Yeah, we didn't have <laughs> like we didn't have phones, and shit, the computers. Boy, like we entertain ourselves by hitting each other for no reason, or just flipping that that triangle through the the through little football. The, uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, we had that. We had. Uh, I think we called it spondyle. I don't know what anybody else spondyle. Was someone if someone knocked something out your hand, it was theirs. Spondyle, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, Whatever man. you hold them, somebody knocked it Damn. out your hand. That's mine. And especially if y'all said the same word, like I'll spun delay. Yeah, ah, shit. And, and we see I hate spun delay. We yeah. see that every day in our government, man. <laughs> that's that's uh, damn. Dang. So I, I actually now that I'm thinking about it, I might just write. I just might write a story where the only martial arts in the world are like B spike and open chest. But just, <laughs> just oh. Actually, in my sitcom, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have an open chest episode. Dope. Where that's that will be so yeah. fucking fucking real though. Yeah. Just, <laughs> for eighty <laughs> for eighty eight, you suckers. You know what? You know what be funny? It'd be like an alternate universe where men didn't play beat spike, but the women did, and they know each other in the chest hard as fuck. That'd be a hilarious. Open chest, bah! That's a different shit. Oh, shit. That would be so sick. That's, that's actually. You might be on to something. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you working on, Mr. Cashmere? Uh, well, as you mentioned, we we uh, we, we were wrapping up uh, Assassin's Pen. Uh, I'm, I'm real happy, D. Good. Both, both, both D's. It, all, all of us in here, you know. I'm, triple D's, triple, triple D's. D's. You know, pause. Um, <laughs> pause. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, dog. You know, uh, you, you helped me, uh, you helped me get, get that done, and uh, it's coming to fruition soon. Uh, working on, uh, also aside from that, I'm, uh, working on a uh, web series. Uh, it has to deal with the workplace. And the craziness and dramatics that goes on. Mm. Oh, I have idea. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, I, because you guys are actors and directors. And this is Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston has a lot of unhidden talent. But we got a lot of actors and right. people who do things like commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to do a, a, a actor's uh, episode one day. You know, just like local actors yeah, and yeah. actresses. Most have to come through and say, what's up to be known? You know people that do plays. Uh, and I already got a couple of people in mind that I've already reached out. Okay. But it'd be kind of nice to have everybody on one accord. You know, have our own black acting school. Oh, and you then, know what I'm and then have a casting afterwards. Boom. We should do. We should. We should Just bring in. A, we should bring in a bunch of actors and do like a blind table read. Where we just, oh, where so. we, just we just pick up the weirdest script that we can find. Can I, oh. Even oh, better, we all that's write a dope. script. We all write a mini script, a couple of paragraphs. We'll send it to you, and of the most wildest shit, and how these people really think it's a movie that we're about to make. <laughs> hey man, let, okay, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Damn, but they're gonna hear this and know it. I know, but we still gonna still, do it. We still gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hopefully they won't listen to this part. This is gonna be fun. See, basically, we could do like uh, what do they call that? Word lib. Mad, Mad Libs. Mad Libs. Yes. Mm-hmm. We just pull, ah, we can just pull words and just make up some shit. Ah, that's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about oh, it offline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Get that yeah. together. We're going to get y'all. But yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I got a web web series I'm finishing up. I'm probably, I'm probably, uh, probably be starting to do that probably sometime in the summer, maybe. Uh, and then also, I'm, I'm working on a, a feature film that I'm, I'm putting together. Uh, still, still, uh, you know, you know, in the lab, you know, putting the ideas together and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, I got, I got some things, things in the background. Also, uh, I might tip my toe in one more time, uh, with a project, music project. Uh oh, Randall Rose two coming out summer twenty eighteen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Nice. Ah, look at him. Nice. We got we got some we got some we got we so we got we got the artistics going on mm-hmm. as far as as far as clothing and designing. And then, you know, you got the music, movies, you know. We 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 well, we I'm doing a little bit of acting and oh and I'm writing yeah. a, a little screenplay too right now. So uh-huh. uh what what is it called? Mama now <laughs> <laughs> Don't it? touch me there. <laughs> <laughs> Not on that couch. Not on that couch. That's it. <laughs> Oh, man. Backseat of a Buick, part two. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a short 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 film. film. Real short film. In in the Me Too era, that's a very short film. Oh, man. We we good on time, man? We we, we? We got another 15 minutes or so. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's talk about... uh, I mean, since you're late, you can come up with everything you need to. Let's... uh, Women are crazy, men are delirious. Uh, You know... um, I, I think uh, that you brought up the Me Too Me Too era. Uh, me personally, uh, I think some people are taking advantage of the Me Too era, mm-hmm. and I think that that some people need to dead that shit. Well, we kind um, of we kind of covered. Did y'all that talk about that? Okay, okay. Early. Well, shit. Yeah. See, I'm on the same wavelength with y'all, motherfuckers. Yep. Uh, another thing, another thing. I think that uh, Mr. Forty Five. This may be an unpopular opinion. Full fizzle. Part two. I think he was a blessing. I said that. Yeah. Did you? He did say I, that. I, I want to. I want to. You said that today. Good, I think I said it on the last show. Like it's a good thing. It's yeah. Good okay. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I'm. 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 I'm living through you. Because it's, it's bringing all the roaches out the house, man. Yeah, man. It is. Damn. Yeah, all, man. All, all the, the rats are out the woodworks. Yeah. I, I, I'm just He's allowing more motherfuckers to get their ass whooped on site yes. than any other president. Because they, they need to. They need to, man. Like all, all, all the all the motherfuckers, man, who <laughs> who getting their ass beat is is because <laughs> it's because you know you got you you got somebody that who you hold up to a high accord and it gives you the nuts to step out and feel like you can say whatever the fuck you want and get your ass blasted, especially with with us having these cameras cameras on our phones now and shit. We seeing yeah. that at an all high level. Without him, yeah. Nazi punching would not be a current phenomenon. Man, <laughs> right, man. And they laying them boys out night, night. <laughs> that's some bullshit. That's some straight bullshit, man. So that's what they call that shit, Nazi punching. Nazi punching. When you see a racist and you knock them the fuck out. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I thought I thought it was the other. <laughs> no, not thought, the other way around. I thought you was talking about the other way around. No, I'm about to no. say, hold up, bro. Not the other way around. Well, I'm Nazi about to punching us. <laughs> See, yeah, man. See, I don't even, I don't even look at the news or look at, uh, look at, look at, uh, like them videos that be trending and streaming like that. Well, that's why you got to follow when thugs cry. Well, yes. the Friday, the Friday, be, Friday fight day, baby. It Friday just be day. so much, dog. It be so much. I be like, how does this motherfucker be finding all this material? And if you notice, dog. I've been trying not to put black people in the bad light. I, I did see that. Though. I have embraced all the Caucasian people. <laughs> My white friends are like, "What did you find these white people? Like, did you not see the the, the, the tag that's on it? it says World Star Hip Hop? <laughs> oh, y'all motherfuckers are getting exposed as well. <laughs> if I can't find the white, I go for the black. Just as right, but white <laughs> folks make the funniest fight videos right now. I'm sorry, but the one that, that disturbed me the most is when the white dude was mouthing off and he had this." <laughs> Child in his hand, yeah, and somebody slapped him with his kid, and he tried to fight with his kid in his arm, getting his ass whooped. 
And I was like, please don't hit the baby. Please don't hit the baby. And they were uppercutting the shit out there, too. Sins of the father. Oh. Sins of the father. Uh, Luckily, somebody stepped in. Somebody that was beating his ass stepped in and grabbed his kid. Why they were whacking one somebody else. Oh man, that was horrible. I like the one I like the one you put up. It was it was two security guards. Oh, they were two great. women and the yellow bone Pop was talking off. shit. And she was like, Hit me, hit me. And that that So I'm I'm really trying to watch my words now because I'm about to really go barbershop, but oh, I'm not gonna do God. that. So so let's just say the security guard was like Big Shirley. Big Shirley. <laughs> And old girl, old girl was like the uh, the Yokero Taco Bat dog and shit. Yeah. She hemmed that hoe up so nice and nice. tight, like a, a fucking Christmas gift. But did you see the homegirl come out with the with the ending stump? Yeah, yeah, that that was what made it epic, though. Oh, bruh. The last kick at the bruh. end. Shit, that bitch got her ass. He gets stumped whipped. slick, bitch. I'm sorry for using the word bitch, but that bitch got her ass. <laughs> she got whipped. Stumped slick. <laughs> and those were, that was two women on one woman. One, of, one, of, one was the aggressor. One of my favorite ones. I, I think you posted this one. I remember this one that came on TV from the from the scared straight when the when the PO was talking to the the little girl in jail. And she made a running place, and the little girl was mad. She was like, "You want to hit me, don't you?" She was like, "Yeah, we're well, gonna take a swing at me." That girl cocked back and took one, and straight up missed. Got and she got hemmed up so fast. Like, and she didn't think this was gonna happen. She thought she was gonna really whoop this cop ass. Hey, like, man, I, I, balls. I remember because my wife and I used to watch Scared Straight. Every like record that shit and watch it as a family, dog. Damn, that was one of the ones we were like, "Damn, it's just so hilarious." You can, you can, you can kind of feel like, "Damn, yeah, I can see why you want to take a swing." But that might have been the dumbest, dumbest shit you've shit ever you done. Ever did? Cause she got hemmed immediately. My dog. favorite scare straight episode. I'm gonna leave it alone. No, 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 no. no. It was a little black dude, little was, boy crying. I don't think this is the one crying. No, 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 no. Yeah, he was crying. He didn't want to go in there. Yeah, and he, they were making everybody walk, and then two inmates. Grab him. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Yo, yeah, nigga, yeah. me? He was, a little, he was a little dude with glasses, no. too. Yo, and they hemmed him up. They took his glasses. Like, they he just, just snatched him. Like, yeah. the people didn't even know he was snatched. They were just walking. And they just, they just grabbed him. Yeah, come here. And I'm like, yo, this is like some shit out of the jungle, dog. Like, yeah. a, 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 baby, a baby giraffe is just walking by. And two panthers. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yo, I wanted to know the camera stood there. Like, you, you can't rape everybody, I, homie. I think, <laughs> like, Damn. I didn't know what was going. On. I felt that scared for the little I think, like, it, I think it was, I think it was set up. That was, I, I think that was part of. It. They did him, but he was yo. white. I've never seen anybody so yo. afraid. I bet he, like, I bet. I want to know what he's doing. They, they didn't do a, uh, like, where are they now? <laughs> that just means I want to know where he's at. I bet he's preaching somewhere. <laughs> yeah, good lord. But I knew, I just knew he was for his his draws yeah. taken from him. That just mean his ass was bad. Oh, yeah, you had to be a bad little fucker to be in there. I was bad, bro. I, I'm from the war yeah, yeah. I wasn't that bad bro <laughs> <laughs> They allowed the teachers To whoop my ass I think that's the reason Why we didn't come out that bad they, well, yeah. I Remember our teachers Beat our ass Oh man yeah. And they didn't have paddles They had belts my nigga They had, they had straps They had both In high school Oh in high school They, yeah. had, they had the paddles With the hole in it So it's oh. aerodynamic And it just oh, It just sucks up A little piece of your ass a little and ass Pause Suck a little ah, ass. That's why. That's, see, that's why. That's why. That's why all this shit going. That's on. really. That's that's really getting your groceries eaten. I'm <laughs> fuck around. Hold up, yo. Yo. That shit eat all your groceries. Okay. 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 Attack. The principals at my school, bro. They used to grab you by the belt loop. What, what, what elementary you went to? 
I went to you went to Conco. Uh, right? No, I went to Conco for uh, that was a uh, summer school because I was bad as fuck. Okay, but I went to Roland Lee Isaac. Elementary, uh, you with the eyes, yeah. uh, so Mr. Pettis let his head is what we used to call him. <laughs> that man grabbed me by the back loop. I want to sit the last two loops in the back, yeah, and hang me like a pinata with his pinky finger and his thumb, <laughs> and wore my ass out to where I was swinging like on his head, head, like you had boy shorts on. I was swinging literally, <laughs> and I was so. Scared and amazed at the same time, like he ain't dropped me, but he is paddling the shit out of me. Literally, <laughs> like I was a wiffle ball bat. Like, damn. Yeah, man. I was like a pendulum in his hand. And dog, when he put me down, my whole butt cheeks was just numb. And yeah, and that was a long walk to class. <laughs> so when day. I say the groceries, they got eight. Wow. Okay. Uh so on that on that note, wow. Um, this uh, was this was we're missing we're missing these roles to bring back my inappropriateness. Yeah, yeah, and you know you from the ward. I I I, I give you Thank a pass you. on that, babe. Thank um, you, bro. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, excuse my Negro lateness. Uh, <laughs> I will try to be on time next time. Once again, I'm trying to find my words. I'm tired as fuck, fellas. Um, <laughs> but uh, gentlemen, I I I thank you for continuing to let this ship. Sail across these choppy waters, choppy. these choppy conscious waters, these choppy ratchet waters. Mm-hmm. We will continue to bring you content each and every week on All Real Radio. I don't know why I'm sounding like this, but it's just it's the pimping the right. Bear. It's the right tone. It's the right movement. You understand what I'm saying, ladies? Ladies, we want to see some asses shaking, mm-hmm. some hips moving. Oh. I don't know. I just I start thinking about Morris Morris Day. My bad. Uh, but yeah, Oak Tree. <laughs> Y'all tune in each and every week, Monday nights, nine p.m. to eleven p.m. Central Standard Time, ten p.m. to what twelve a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, sure. I'm losing my bearings right now. Forgive me. But yeah, this is Houston with love. From Houston with love, where we make sure that you're hearing the shit you need to hear. This is your man, Cashmere Dunn. As far as the sky is wide, also is your dreams and for you to be successful. Be sure that you are out there giving your best each and every day. And we're going to continue to bring you the rawest shit each and every Monday on All Real Radio. For all you busted babies. Forward motion. <laughs> busted baby, forward motion. <laughs> we make the world better. For you busted babies. My goodness. <laughs> From Houston with love. Keep it conscious with your bustedness. Bussy. Peace. You are now tuned in. From Houston with love, where we give you a balanced perspective of arts, culture, and what's going on locally in the city of Houston. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hue with Love. Brought to you by R.I.K., Rappers I Know, and IllMatterMedia.com.